Her Simpson Sky here. Okay, so what I'm gonna do now is uh, just I'm going to uh, just read the te- all the text messages that I left Sarah from the August 28th up until I only got to talk to her once, and that was on December 9th. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play all the voicemails I've left her and the text messages I left her uh, just showing like aside from when she was active in my file and had my children removed separated without any any follow-up or anything this is how she handled it she didn't not even Steve McIsaac called me back nobody called me you know I'm a grown-up and you know like I'm pretty tough and stuff but the amount a mental anguish that I suffered in the past three years, three and a half years, is bullshit. I'm gonna get justice. I'm getting my daughter. This is so ass backwards. So ass backwards. Oh, I'm so mad. I just, whatever. I'm almost at the end of this. Thank God. So anyways, here. So I'm gonna do the text messages first just to, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, so. And I'm going to get Siri. (sighs) Okay, so was this one, so the interrogation when she called the police on me, the two RCMP cars and the two cop cars, when in fact uh, Jason knew where Josie was, uh, so this would be, uh, on, well, what is this, July 24th, so July 16th was that incident, so, hi Sarah, I haven't heard back from you, can we please, uh, book for tomorrow or Friday, never heard back from her, then, July 31st, Sarah, I would like to know if Steve McIsaac and Danielle are able to be there at the meeting this morning. She replies, no, they are not. Uh, would you like a cab approved? Because I was not in town. I was outside of town. Anyways, here we go. I'm just going to let Siri read it because I don't feel like reading all this. I've reached out recently to have someone to help me in this huge fiasco. Since August 16th, 16, my life has not been my own. With help, I've broken down the last three years of my life, then filled in with all of my personal info, audio reports, so on and so. It's mind-blowing to say the least. It is very apparent that alone I'm going to lose this battle if I allow the system to run its course as it is. Well, it's not happening. I am the victim and three years later this is where I'm at barely hanging on. This is insanely disparaging and knowing anything could happen and my life is left in a pile of ashes. Hell no. Feel free to jot down that I missed this appointment. I'm not doing one-in-one meetings with anyone anymore. I asked for you to come out here and you said no. I've asked to have someone sit in on the meeting. You said no. I'm not comfortable with your position in my life and claims to help the family. You lied, 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 and I've got proof. So we can rebook and I'll be bringing my support in this matter. Or you can pass this to your bosses, legal team, whoever is above you. So no, you don't need to approve the $50 cab ride for me today. However, Nancy is really asking that you assist her with the gas cards you said you would get her three weeks ago. As I said, have whoever you report to about my refusal to come in alone. Have them contact me and I'll be more than happy to discuss my life. Okay. 
And she replies, what day works next week? We will have a second staff attend and you can bring a support person. Okay, so fast forward to August 26th. So August 26th is when, well, those voicemails when I couldn't, you know, couldn't find Nancy. Jason wasn't replying. I called Stepping Stones to say that, okay, because I knew that Jason had got to Nancy. So that's when I said to Tammy, okay, well, it's either going to be he's going to get her full time or, or, you know, at least just <laughs> I had no one in my corner, you know. But anyways, so this is this is what I sent Sarah because, as as you know, like, even though I had no supervision, I couldn't be around my children unsupervised, I still had the final say. So this is what I sent to Sarah on August 26th. Hi Sarah, just letting you know that this week, Tammy is going to have Josie on my three days this week. Nancy had surgery on Friday and is beginning school this week. Tammy and I have been communicating bit by bit over the last little while. Her and I both are together on the same page in regards to putting our differences aside. It's about the kids and we are both able to see the bigger picture. Not sure how Jason is going to react, but it is what it is. Him? And I sent her this right after. Tammy is clear she wants to make sure you are okay with me seeing Josie with Tammy and I both present. There is no and won't be any issues. We have buried the hatchet so to speak. I have not seen Josie since Wednesday. I asked Jason over the weekend if I could see Josie briefly in passing. He denied me and same to Tammy as well. Anyways just making sure you are aware that Tammy is helping out as we previously agreed upon is okay with CPS. Also letting you know Tammy and I can and have put all hard feelings to bed so no concern in regards to her and I. Right. Never heard back for and then August 28th. Just keep in mind, I found out I lost my daughter through Tammy. Sarah never, like, Sarah never told me. So anyways, August 28th. So this was the day I lost Q. So this is after. I said, I'd like any and all documents pertaining to the decision to take away my kids. I'd like documents pertaining to when I was informed that I received my referral. When can I pick them up? She never replied. Skip forward to October 4th, okay? So keep in mind, I have all these voicemails I've left her, but I'm going to play those after, so I'm not going back and forth. So this is October 4th, okay? She gave Jason, gave Jason custody on August 28th, or August 27th. Gave. I have a court order, but Sarah gave him custody, okay? <laughs> wow. I'd like to know where was her supervisors. Like, how to have that file go? Whatever happened to that file? Like, oh my god. Anyways. So I've left you a third voicemail this week. Why is Jason telling me that you are giving him the okay to allow me to see Josie under his supervision tomorrow? I strongly urge you to respond because honestly you've clearly put a volatile man in charge of my access to my daughter. Is this CPS protocol, Sarah? I want to reply before the end of the day. Look at the big picture, not the fact that Jason has you under his control. I urge you to take me serious, or perhaps you are the catalyst to the breakdown of pay CPS. And then I said, right after, I said, Jason just texted me saying you gave him the authority to supervise me and Josie. Is this true? She never replied. And then I say, do you realize how substantial of a case you have in your lap? That's fine. It lends major credence to this entire fiasco since August 16, 2016. Aside from that, 
Monday will be a big eye-opener for all involved. I tried and tried to reach you like usual. Perhaps you should look into a new line of work, young lady. Game on. Uh, and then I said to her, it's going to sting. I, I assure you that. I never, ever, ever did hear back from her. And then October 17th, I said, really, Sarah? That's okay. October 28th. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been two months since you chose to separate my children and my son never came home. You have not returned my calls or texts. I have every voice message recorded. I'd like to know uh, who you answered to as of now. No reply. And I said, that voicemail I left was my last attempt to contact you, which it wasn't, but anyways. Uh, skip ahead, now we're November 29th. She never, ever, ever, ever re returned my calls or texts. Sarah, I hope you know Jason has completely cut off all contact with my daughter. He said you have given him the authority to do so. Him and I have a court order saying that a 7 p.m. phone call is mandatory to the other parent every other day. So who enforces Jason, Sarah? I expect a reply. She never, ever, ever replied. Okay? She never did. So now... Now, I'm going to go into the voicemails I left her. Okay, so this voicemail was left for her on September 30th, a month after she took my children away. And keep in mind, I never, ever, ever signed a thing, ever. Okay, so that one was September 30th. Ah, doo -doo 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 -doo. So this one is October 4th. Expect a phone call back. 
It's Friday. I got a text message from Jason telling me that you gave him the okay to watch me unsupervised or watch me supervise around my daughter tomorrow. Is this true or is Jason just blowing smoke, Sarah? This is your file, isn't it? It's my life, your file. Where is your due diligence? Where are you in this whole thing? You think you know my life? You, you decide to walk in and dismantle my life based on your legal team and your opinions and your research? Well, where, where is it now? Where have you been this whole time? Third time this week I've called you. That's okay, Sarah, you're just proving my point as to CPS's involvement and their follow through and their just professional conduct as a whole when they walk in and destroy lives. No, not this girl. Okay. So here is on October 11th of this year. Okay. another week has gone by and you have not contacted me I've tried to contact other people in your office what what kind of system is this where you 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 removed my son from my care you didn't let him come back to his home he hasn't seen his sister I've done my research there's other recourses you were supposed to take and you didn't did you sit down with Quentin and talk to him before you did that there's all these measures that should be taken before you make judgment calls and and finality decisions and now you won't contact me at all you've given jason the power he won't even let me talk to my daughter sarah that's fine i guess my anger brewing and stewing and stuff is 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 just adding to my my research and my and my fight but it will be known how much i have tried to contact you it will be known that addictions never contact me it will be known that I got blindsided by Charlottetown or PEI CPS, which is going under review. Uh, well, it's supposed to happen every five years and it hasn't been done since November, 2015. There was problems in 2016. I've done my research and it's all coming out. And again, you can't even call me to say, you know what, Candace, I can't deal with this. It's bullshit, this is my children and this is my children's lives. And CPS has just made it their own little circus show. And Jason's the ringleader. And I'm done. All right. And then so again, I'm going to play Jason's message just because it follows right after this. So I left her this last one on October 11th. Uh, This is Jason on October 14th. Hello? Hello? Yeah? 
Jason, you call me a cum bucket and then you tell me. Oh, Jason, you want to see your fucking ass? Listen to me. I'm gonna ask you a fucking question. Where? Can you listen to me for a second, please? I'm gonna ask you a fucking question. What do you want to fucking ask? How long do I? I don't even listen to you. I don't even listen to you. I don't care what the fucking you want to see your daughter or not. How long am I allowed to see her for? I don't know. I have hours, five minutes, whatever. Fuck, put your mouth on. Pardon me. Can I talk to Josie, please? Where do you want to meet last? Can I talk to Josie? I'm gonna fucking ask you a fucking question. Where? I'm gonna ask you a fucking question. I'm gonna ask her. You're not gonna ask her. She's gonna make the fuck call. I'm gonna ask you where you wanna go, and I'll see how it works for you or not. Can I talk to my daughter? Holy fuck, you fucking idiot. Where do you want to meet last? Where do you want to see last? I don't want to see her while you're sitting in your car just oh, staring. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, whatever. Well, you don't be left alone with her. So what the fuck? Can you let me talk to my daughter? No. Really? What do you want me to? What do you want me to? You know what? You're a liar. Can't. You're a liar. CPS did not give you control. Sarah did not give you the control. There's okay, no okay, way. Okay, okay, Candace. Okay, all right. Bye. Have a nice fucking day. Nice, hey? Like, a year before she even started for CPS, we had super, supervised exchange, like court-ordered supervised exchange because the man is so volatile. Look what she did. She just, she, I mean, what if I would have gone for that unsupervised? Who knows what could have happened? The guy tried to kill me. You guys see this for what it is. Like, oh my God. All right. Here we go again. Here's me calling Sarah on October 28th. Found or hang up to leave a contact. Press 1. To send this message now, press that message deleted. To leave a contact number, press 1. To leave a voice message, press 7. seen my daughter since August 28th. You have not returned one of my phone calls, emails, text messages. Nobody from your office has communicated with me. He won't let me see her, but he says you've told him that it's supervised by him. But he says he doesn't want to see my fucking face. I haven't seen my daughter. My son never came home. My children have lost each other. And you don't want to call me back. Well, guess what? I've given you ample opportunity. You could have got someone else in your office to call me back. I am not responsible for what's about to happen because it's, everything's coming out. Every single conversation we have had has been audio recorded. When you guys bullied me in that office, it has been recorded. You calling the police on me. You doing this and that and siding with Jason and giving Jason information even though it's breach confidentiality. I never signed one goddamn form, Sarah, saying that this has, that there was a plan, that my children could be gone, that I was, I lost custody. You've given him complete custody. He thinks he's got that. Well, we're going to rewind the clock, Sarah. I've asked you and asked you. I want someone to contact me. I want you to contact me today. And yes, it will be recorded. Or your legal team or whoever the hell else. I want to see my children. I want to talk to my children. My son is 5,000 kilometers away and you don't have anything to say about it. Phone call, please. Thanks. <laughs> okay, here 
is Jason. November 15th. Why won't you let me talk to my daughter? Because you're fucking gonna say you say you can't What do I say to her? I don't fucking use fuck that Let me talk to my fucking daughter. Shut, Jason, you're about to get fried, man. Oh, God. No, really, really. You're making it worse for you. I'm putting everything out there. And that's the thing, guys. Everybody who I knew knew that I had everything recorded for three years. So anybody who turned on me or anything, it's like, man, they're stupid because they knew. Fuck off, okay. That's the thing you got, dude. Let's go fuck yourself. <laughs> you guys know why he's Gargamel now? Get it? <laughs> good for the children. Hey, Sarah McLeod. All right, here it is. Now we're on. So that was November 15th. Here's November 29th.
another Friday. I haven't heard from you. All Jason tells me is I have to call you. If I want to speak to her, I haven't spoken to my daughter in a month. In a month. And he says it's because of to contact you. You won't contact me. You are clearly not a mother. All right. And then so on December 7th is when... Uh, like I hadn't talked to my daughter or anything and Jason butt dialed me, called me and I heard, uh, well, I, I heard my daughter's voice for the first time. I, I was sitting in my car with his phone, well, my phone on speaker so I could hear everything, but it was on mute and I was crying. I was crying because I could hear him snapping at her. And then next thing you know, Tammy walks into the kitchen. They have a huge fight and, uh, he says, Josie, come on. Let's fucking go, and then hauls her off to uh, his mother's house where he's not supposed to be with my daughter. So, again, this is CPS, this is how CPS operates. So, I'm not gonna play the Tammy and Jason thing. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here is, I finally got to talk to Sarah on December 9th, okay? December 9th. Now, you guys, think about this. I have a court order, okay? She works for CPS. They have a director. They've got a legal team. They've got all these people, okay? All these people. So listen, this is the final, this is my final conversation with Sarah. Are you okay? Not good, Sarah. You, why haven't you returned any of my calls? I have. When? You returned one call over a month ago saying, saying uh, it'd be better to meet in the office. When did you provide what you did? Well, I have them all recorded. It's everything. Every single thing is documented. I finally got to speak to my daughter two nights ago after a month because Jason has told me that you are in charge. You gave him full reins that are court orders has no relevancy whatsoever. He says he's in control. You should hear the messages from him. He's in control of me, and I need to go through you if I want to speak to my daughter. And I haven't been able to reach, I haven't, do you have it documented when you've reached me, or when you've left messages for me? It would all be in the file, Good, good, because you'll need them. Because I have them all, and I'm going, I have an appointment with a tort attorney today. I'm not sure if you know what that is. A tort lawyer. I'm aware of a lawyer. No, no, no. A tort lawyer. A tort lawyer is assist you with going up against agencies, I suppose you could say. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. So how is it beneficial to my daughter that she hasn't spoken to her mother in a month except for the other night when he accidentally called me? So the direction given was that you needed to be supervised. Yes. Until further notice. And if Jason felt that he couldn't that I needed to contact you and I have left you so many messages and I call back every time you oh call my me god back okay. I don't need to argue with you about what I call I'm not arguing I want to know as, a, as, a, as a, an employee of child welfare 
How do you think my daughter has been affected? All I'm saying to you, I got to talk to my daughter. I am so thankful. He's an evil man. I don't, you have completely thought like, man, Sarah, get your dad going up. Whoever is in charge of you, make sure you inform them of what's happened and what's about to go on. I'm asking you, so is Steve McIsaac still your... Okay, can I get his number just to give to her? You know, I've been to the code of ethics and the guidelines and all the and all the free courses that were supposed to be taken and none were. My son never got to come home. He everything he's known for eight years, never nothing, nothing. He just never got to go home, and he's just left dealing with that. His sister is heartbroken. Heartbroken. You guys are supposed to protect the children. CPS has done nothing but harm my daughter in three years by allowing him to do what he's done. And hearsay, Sarah, it's hearsay. So whatever Jason has said is hearsay. No, it's for me from Well, guess what? I never signed one piece of paper. So I, I just, I want, you know, just so you know, I never signed one piece of paper with you. Not one. And so you overriding a court order, your legal team or whoever, uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. And my children have been separated and now I'm forced to make a choice that I can't make. So I'm, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this, and I'm sorry to you that you ended up with my case. But you operated, I begged you. I begged you. No, no, enough with the we. Enough with the we, because I, the only time I had was I was bullied after you called the cops saying my daughter was, somebody lied there. You lied, actually. You can hear it in the audio about you saying I took my daughter camping, I was going, that whatever Danielle said. Uh-uh, not true. Yes, are you interested in booking appointments to come me to work a case plan? Work a case plan? No, the case plan isn't being worked through me anymore. Okay. My, 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 I haven't seen my daughter since August 28th. August 28th. So. If you're not interested in working a case plan, a letter was sent to you kind of outlining what would need to happen. A letter would need to be sent to me. I didn't get no letter because I'm not on PI right now. It was sent, uh... Can I get a copy of that sent to my email, please, and I'll, I'll bring it to my lawyer? Yeah, what's your email? Candace. Okay. Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Okay. Underscore 76 at yahoo.ca. No, can you send it today? Because I'm going to see my lawyer today, the second appointment. So what I don't, I want to be able to know what you're, what you're saying. So what does the letter say? So it's, uh, it outlines uh, what we would need you to do before you came back to work in Caseland. Before what? Before you would come back to us to work in Caseland or have the directions. Before I come back to you. Me and Jason have a court order. You know that, right? 
So I never signed anything with you. But I want that letter now, please. Like, actually, I, I mean, can I speak to Steve McIsaac right now so I can ensure that I have that letter to take to Lynn? Or can you email it right now? I mean, it's pretty quick. I do have other things I have to do. I will do my very best to send it today. I just have something I have to do when I hang up the phone right now. Um, okay, so me asking you this, me asking you this, you're saying I'm trying, I'm saying I'm going to my lawyer today. Like, I have all these prerequisites that, that I have to go through and do. What do you have to do, Sarah? Can you send that email, please? It would take you two minutes. I will send it after a minute. I'm assuming my file is in front of you, since you called me. So, and what day, when was that sent? What date was that? I have to get the file to tell you that I, I don't have the file. Roughly? Roughly when did you send it? It would have been when, around the time Jason decided to keep Josie, shortly after that. Jason decided to keep Josie. Perfect. I like that wording. When Jason decides to keep Josie. Okay. All right, thank you, Sarah. All right, guys, did you hear that? So she says she sent a letter stating that my file was closed with CPS and I asked her when or what it entailed in the letter. And she said that if I wanted to go back and reopen my file with them, there are certain measures I have to take. And uh, and I when I was asking what it said, she says, yeah, when uh, Jason decided, when Jason decided to keep Josie, that's what she said. That was my last Talk. That was my last phone call from her. So I got this. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear what this letter says? As she said on September 12th, let me tell you something. It's just on social development and housing letterhead. Okay. September 12th. Dear Candace, I'm writing to inform you that effective September 12th, 2019, Child Protective Services has closed your file due to lack of follow through with your plan and due to both children currently not being in your care. Through various meetings, you were made aware of child protection concerns that were referred to child protection services, resulting in your children being found in need of protection. You were offered the opportunity to work with child protective services to complete a case plan and to mitigate the child protection concerns regarding your children. Due to your lack of follow-through, your file was closed. With the recommendation in place that you engage with addiction services and follow any recommendations made. These recommendations are placed in your child protection file and will be referenced should any further reports be received. And should you make Contact regarding your file. If you complete these recommendations and confirm with child prote protection, after the fact, your file will be reassessed. Sincerely, Sarah McLeod, RSW. Okay, guys. That's how I lost my children. That was it with a letter, with letterhead. Well, guess what? No, that doesn't fly. So, here we go. We're gonna... Let me tell you something. I did my research on these girls who were at the end of my story. I assure you, working at a daycare, 
does not give credentials to, you know, investigate, do damage control, stress relief, like, you know, anything like that. Doing daycare sleepover, Sarah McLeod does not, like, what, you know what? And actually, I'm getting upset. I'm going to breathe. I was a special case. I had a special file. I had a special file. I was part of victim services. I had, like, all these things. Why was my case handed to a girl who started with uh, social, like, for CPS? November 25th to... 2018. Okay? I've been fighting this fight since 2015. So why is my case given to that girl? And I even have audio with Steve McIsaac saying, Steve McIsaac, I'm not sure she is qualified. Oh, I assure you she's qualified. She's qualified. Yeah, well, I don't have my kids. So, uh, and yeah, like I said, I'm sorry for anybody's brought down, but screw you guys. Screw the people that were involved. Screw the people that saw it for what it was and did whatever was easier. The only people that... Hello, Steve, it's Candace Turner calling. Hello, Candace, how are you? Not good. Um, so are you working, I'm assuming, since you're out there? Yes, yes, we're all working. <laughs> So, are you, can you, can you tell me what protocol is when CPS removes children? Well, it depends on the situation, why? Okay, well, did you ever follow up what happened with my case, by chance? Um, well, we, we tried to work with you, Candace. No, 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 I asked you a question. I want you to be very, I, don't, no hearsay. You, remember how we reversed the, the decision in the office there? To go back to Nancy? Remember that? Well, within a month of that time, Sarah started working with Jason, like, on the file, and Tammy, and everything went behind my back, and I have it all recorded. In fact, I got, I got a letter in September from Sarah that I didn't know I got until December, because saying that my file was closed because I didn't follow through. I never got my referral. That was my one stipulation. I never got my referral for my assessment. But Sarah removed my children against court order. My daughter... We didn't remove your uh, we didn't, the children aren't in our care, Candace. We okay. didn't remove your children. Your, your, I think their, their father's having them, right? Uh, the, well, my daughter's father, the guy who got tased by police, that guy who I've been fighting, has her and has her hidden. Why did, how does Sarah sent me a letter on letterhead saying that she closed my file and I have her on audio saying she gave Josie to Jason. What? Well, that can't happen, can it? Parents make their own plans, but, but Candace, we, when we met, I believe you and I and Sarah met at our office here, right? And Nancy. On one occasion, right? And Nancy, yeah. And, yes, that's right, your friend was with you. And... You know, you were saying you were going to do this, that, and the other thing at that meeting, and nothing ever happened. Excuse so. me, I never got my referral. This is my point. Just because Sarah sums it up one way to you, and this is another thing. Sarah started working for CPS November 25th, 2018. I had a special file and a special case. Why did she get my case? Why did she get my case? I had long-term workers. No, 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 no. No, no. Okay, that's fine. So, all right, where's my recourse right now? He won't let her speak to anybody at all. Zero. 
I have a court order, Steve McIsaac. A court order. Okay. What? My, my advice to you, Candace, would be get a hold of your lawyer. And I think you I think you left documents here that Sarah has in her office that you should come and get, or that we should give to you. Oh, what documents are those? What's I've, I've never, never seen. We never looked at them, but they were in, I think, when you were here waiting or something, you left them here. Anyway, she has them if you want them. Oh, well, I want my daughter. I want to speak to my... And this is another thing I'm called to report. So, Jason, while he goes to work, guess where my daughter's being watched? At his mother and stepfather's. His stepfather did a year in jail for in, uh, inappropriate action with a minor. Well, Candace, if you want to make a report regarding this, feel free to do so. Okay. Okay, so how do I get my daughter? conversation with Steve McIsaac that would have been in February 2020 uh, when I first started the podcast um, and yeah essentially they just told me I needed to get a lawyer and it's, it's just anyway so the following is uh, an appointment I had with the lawyer which would have been shortly after 
that phone call with Sarah, that last one in December there. I went and saw a lawyer, paid for it. In fact, over the last year, I paid for numerous appointments with lawyers. Instead of paying one full retainer or something, I went to numerous lawyers and got different pieces of advice. And ultimately, the problem being, I was in New Brunswick. New Brunswick doesn't know PEI law, apparently. It must be very confusing. And then not to mention, uh, it was shortly after that that COVID kicked in. So any legwork I was trying to make from New Brunswick, I couldn't do because every worker was working from, CPS worker was working from home. I couldn't get a lawyer in New Brunswick. This and that, this and that. And that's why my frustration is so thick, you guys. You got to understand, day in, day out, I hadn't seen either of my children. Quentin was in Alberta. Sure, very rightfully, I could have left and gone to see him. But I wasn't going to get stuck on that side of Canada without my daughter. Again, this comes down to I'm protecting my daughter, and she deserves this. So anyways, the following is an appointment with a lawyer, just basically giving a sum up of my whole situation. And essentially at the end, she says, I apologize, I can't help you. And I paid her for that. But uh, anyways, just to give you guys kind of a summary of this, and then, uh, yeah... Now, is this a custody battle? Is it, what's going on? <laughs> okay, so, so I'll try and do three years. Yeah? Uh, me and my daughter's father, she's seven. Okay. Uh, we broke up August 16, 2016. Uh, okay. So I'll tell you. So, so you guys were living here or somewhere else? In PEI. Okay. Um, and... CPS became involved in our life in 2015. Someone had seen bruises on me and uh, reported it. And so CPS entered our life. He had to do like anger management and stuff. And okay. and I was required to see a lady who worked for the victims outreach. She okay. um, Gloria Dennis. Okay. Um, and so him and I had broken up. He left, and uh, he there was one night. Uh, I was I was I was advised to get an EPO. Okay. Right, and I couldn't because I didn't have childcare. Anyways, okay. um, he broke into my house, attacked me. He was like choking me on my friend's tab. Uh, it ended up in the house, and he like, it was bad. I. Uh, so it was uh, abusive. Very. Um, and he was beating me up, and my daughter was four at the time. She woke up and saw him doing that, and uh, uh, he picked her up and says, you know, your mother's a whore. It was horrible. I have the whole police statement on recorded, and uh, I tried to get her from him, and I couldn't. Is she still in DI with him? And uh, he ended up leaving with her, and as, like, as soon as he went out the door... And he was hammered, but as soon as he went out the door, uh, three police off, three police cars showed up because the neighbors had called because they saw him choking me, and uh, and uh, I was like, oh my god, he took her. She's he's drunk. He took her, and uh, two officers left. One stayed with me, was talking, and then all of a sudden you hear a uh, beer bottle out the window. Man just blew a stop sign, and that cop had to leave. He says, I'll be back. And uh, what happened was there was a high speed chase, which ensued. It ended up in front of his father's place, probably. It's like 10 minutes away from my home. And uh, 
it was ultimately, uh, I can't remember the exact details, but a 30 to 39 minute standoff with police. He had my daughter in his arms. And he was, like at his trial, he was swinging at cops, foaming at the mouth, wouldn't let her go, but they, they tased him with her in his arms. That's, Does that have the child in their arms? That's the extent he was getting to, though. He was foaming at the mouth. He was trying to punch cops. Um, and, uh, inst like, so from that, he got, well, the police put a two-year restraining order on him. Okay. Uh, he lost his license. He got charged with indictable assault, resisting arrest, child endangerment, and driving under the influence. So how come you... You didn't get the child. I did. Okay. This is back in 2016. Um, I have, and I have a 12-year-old son. Um, and so he was living at his parents. There was no contact with us. My children, he had a order to be supervised with my children okay. um, through CPS. Um, okay. You know, and I just went about my life and mm -hmm. working and everything. And then I found out in October from his stepmother... She was telling me that he's seeing somebody, and I said, I really don't care. I, why? And she says, Well, you know her. And I was like, Hmm. Turns out he was dating my babysitter. Um, and once I found that out, I was like, Wow. Because she knew everything that had happened. Uh, I don't know how long they'd been dating, but he moved in with her. Okay. And. PI? Yeah. And then that's when they turned my life upside down. Him and his girlfriend. Ten. Well, they kept her. Well, they didn't right away. Well, they didn't right away. Like his words to me were, "I'm gonna run you off this island because I'm from Alberta originally." Um, and they were making phone calls to CPS. Like I constantly had CPS. Like all these allegations. I went through so many hoops. Um, no, no validation to anything. Right, but in PEI they have to investigate because there was just mm -hmm. some incidences and. Uh, in February, um, in February, she I let her go for a two-day visit with them, and uh, I went to get her from school, and she wasn't there, and I didn't get her for 31 days. Um, he'd been sentenced in November. He got 90 days weekends for what he did, and it's because he had a... Well, he had a really good lawyer, but it's because he had a job and he has two other kids, so they found it counterproductive to put him in jail straight time. So um, it was funny. It was on the, on the Monday I went to pick her up from school, and she wasn't there. Just Monday? No, no, this is February. Feb, this is February 2017. There. I went to get her from school. She wasn't there, and I text Tammy, and I said, where's Josie? She says, uh, Jason's uh, retained a lawyer. Here's his number. And I said, where's my daughter? She said, you heard me. And so I called his lawyer. I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't think I needed yeah. one. Um, I called his lawyer, and his lawyer says, yeah, well, Mr. Matheson informed me that he's the primary caregiver or primary parent, and he fears that you're leaving the province. So I've advised him to hang on to her, and uh, you need to get counsel. And, uh, I mean... So did you guys have an order in place right now? We didn't. We do. Do you guys? Do you still do? An interim parenting agreement. I don't know what. Like from the court. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, because they stole her twice. Okay. 
Um, so the first time it took me 27 days to retain a lawyer through legal aid. Yeah. It took another five to get her back. Um, as soon as it w we got a VAO, mm -hmm. a victim assist order, um, and like it, the thing is, is that I could nobody talked to her for 31 days. Not my not my my son, me. They didn't send her to school for 17 days. He was going to jail on the weekends. Law and PEI, I guess, is like nine tenths of the possession is nine tenths of the law because I went to the police and said, "Can I want my daughter back?" And they said, "Well, he had her. He handed her to her." Even regardless of the order in place. The order wasn't in place yet. Oh. No, but this is this time like no contact, and I and I went to the police. Police said we don't get involved. Went to CPS, CPS, cause I. Yeah. They called CPS. Said I was on drugs and I was on this, so I was going for urine screens, having them look them out. And I thought they were there to help me. But what happened was, his supervision went out the window once he started sleeping with the babysitter. And after that, I got, right? Because he had no unsupervised access to the kids. Mm -hmm. He started dating Tammy. Mm -hmm. There was his supervision. They turned around, they flipped it on me. Uh, so I got her back okay. that day, like once we got to court that day. Okay. Um, back in favor? Yeah, and that's okay. when the interim parenting agreement was put into okay. place. So it was uh, essentially, so I have her, so it would be, I'd have her Monday, oh gosh, I can't even think how it goes. So it's like one weekend off, one weekend on, but I had her, I had her. Were you primary care at this point? Or? Well, I had been until they stole her. Okay. Like, why would I need, you know what I mean? Um... And this is when things got really weird. Like, I was trying to find advocates and, and everything. People are like, what the hell is going on? How can he, How are they getting away with that after what he did? Yeah. Um, so when it was interim parenting agreement was put into place, yeah. and it was said that, that neither parent can interfere with my daughter Josie's. You know what I mean? Like, they were meddling. They were and everything. And it's stated in there, like, no, 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 no yeah. meddling. Uh... There had there no neither parent can withhold. There has to be a phone call every night at seven o'clock. Um, if I would ever leave the province, I yeah. need just all these things put into place. And if either one of us breached this, that that it was enforceable by law. Right. You but, could apply for contempt. Yeah. Um, and there was many. I found out. Uh, I found out through uh, CPS and stuff that he was in my bank accounts and like. Oh yeah, like there's so much. There's so, I don't even know what I'm saying here. Um, in that time, they like I said, they were like sabotaging me. I lost my job for three years. I don't know. Where did you work? Lobster on the wharf. Okay. Um, and whether it was something that was said or uh, I don't know. And I and I had a home. Um, did you ever ask him why you got fired? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've got the emails, the or the the text messages, and it's mind blowing what happened. And uh, so after we got the the interim parenting agreement, yeah. you know, we kind of went on like, but I constantly had CBS, so I can't all these reports. There was something like twenty eight reports made. Okay. Um. And I asked CPS, when do, when do you guys decide that it's vindictive? I don't have nothing. You know, when and when does your legwork come in here? And, um, so, 
after I lost my job, I hung on to my house as long as I could. It was $1,500 a month. And uh, I was just, I was getting behind, getting behind. My landlord said, you know, you got to catch up, but then I, you got to go. And I, I didn't know what to do. I kind of like shut down a little and I just said, fine. And I rented, um, mm -hmm. I rented like a short-term rental for me and my kids and we were there for August mm -hmm. um, and again I dropped my daughter off for a scheduled visit on August 17th okay. and went to pick her up on the 21st uh, I went and knocked at the door Tammy's house together and Tammy texts me and says uh, Jason's got her come get her tomorrow and I was like what do you mean I'm here? She says, you get off my fucking property right now. And I was like, she called the police. Said that I was drunk and high, erratic, banging on doors. But let me tell you something. Once all this stuff started, I, I became really leery of it. So I started to record everything, audio, video, everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not recording right now, though, just so you know. <laughs> Good, because Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> audio of everything so I happened to have my phone recording when she said I was drunk and high banging on the I was going through documents I didn't have any registration on my vehicle so the police did tell me I had to they let they had told me I had to move it around the corner and get it towed mm -hmm. they left me with my keys they left me with my vehicle they left before me which lends credence to the fact that I was not drunk was not high um but they uh from there, um, didn't get my daughter for 27 days, like straight. No contact, no nothing. My lawyer said because I lost the house, I couldn't have her. Um, not even a phone call. Who was your lawyer? Leslie Collins. She, she works really late there. Um, and she really, she was really hard to deal with. She's very, I understand she had a lot to do. But, I mean, I recorded all of our sessions and the ass backwards things that were said, you know. Um, I secured a new place, mm -hmm. signed, leased, sent mm -hmm. to her and everything, right? Mm -hmm. I even explained to the realtor, this is my situation. Mm -hmm. They're <laughs> taking my life apart. I need to secure this house. I had a signed lease, everything. Um, my lawyer sent the lease to his lawyer with the phone number, mm -hmm. with everything on it. This is on the Friday. I went to, it was a long weekend, I went to give the gentleman $2,250 on the Tuesday at 1.30. At 1.08, he texts me and says, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm going to pass on renting to you. Good luck. He never replied. He never nothing, which left me homeless and still without my daughter. So I ended up having to move into the woman's shelter, the Anderson house. Um... They somehow transferred her schools without my permission. There has to be a sign my signature because her address is mine. They started to pull all these things again. Mm -hmm. And this is when I was like begging police, begging them. I'm like, I have the interim parenting agreement stating that he can't do that. He's an abuser. This is not custody. Do you have that copy of your papers? I don't. They're in PEI right now. Okay. That's, that's why I contemplated coming today. I was like, I don't have everything, yeah. and I'm scared. Essentially, I have like, okay, I'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so long. So, I mean, I was... So, this was in August. This is August 2017. 17? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a three-year span. Um, and uh, we ended up going... My, my lawyer like, picked up the pace a little. We had another VAO in front of the judge. The judge looked at him and his lawyer and said, who the hell are you to play God? And my daughter was returned again that day. You gotta understand, like, there was no contact in these times. It's like he was just doing... He's just taking a child. Taking the child. And the, child and, and the thing is, I didn't have supervised access requirements. He did. Yeah. He's the shithead. Um... Anyways, I, uh, it was high right down. So I was like in a woman's shelter. I'm 40. I was 41. Never, ever. I have no family on this side of the country. It was just really hard. And they were, um, I met a really great guy and stuff. And, um, when he found out where I was with my kids, he said, no, you're not. And he helped me and my kids. He said, you come stay with me and stuff. We were getting a house, but um, he passed away on October 22nd of that year. And that's when they really dug their closet. Um, I was lucky that when they called and made all these reports after Sean died, um, that the CPS worker that I got was a mother. None of them are mothers. But she was a mother and she was amazing. And, uh, she helped me so much, and she's just. She says, "I'm, I'm recommending that you get a long-term worker, because the odd, like just all the shade, like people fudging mm -hmm. proof, proof of people changing paperwork and and stuff." And she says, "I can't. It would break my heart to see this happen to you. You lose your kids over nothing." And mm -hmm. so I had a long-term worker. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did by the rules, right? Like, yeah. I, I was grieving. Yeah. They were calling and making reports. And, yeah. Um, we, uh, so I had taken over my boyfriend's apartment. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found out that they were, like, spying on me. They had people downstairs spying on me and stuff. Um, and this is from the CPS worker who told me this. Uh, and shortly after Sean had died, his estate... Uh, to recoup stuff, went to the property management and got requested the uh, security damage mm -hmm. back. And so I had to come up with the security deposit and I couldn't, that was $850. I had a total vehicle that my boyfriend died in. I had, uh, so I kind of, I just let it drag out. And then when I found out they were spying on me, I just gave it up. I went, I said, find them out. Um, hotels, just, just trying to stay yeah. afloat for me and my kids. Um, and then I had a friend who works overseas who has a place 45 minutes out of town. He said, you can go stay there with the kids. And I mean, I had custody of my kids the whole time. Okay. Uh, and then I got in through PEI housing. I got a house in uh, May of, oh my gosh, where are we now? May of not last year, the year before. Yeah, wow. Um, and just still had the CPS worker, you know, like, my, the yeah. kids are late for school sometimes. I own that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all, that's all I've ever... You know, I understand that. You know, and, um, like, I don't know, I guess I just kind of, like, fell into a bit of a... I just... So, at this point, now, do you guys have an order in place, like, now, at this point? At this point? No, we had that. You only had the interim parenting order. Yeah. So, it never went... 
board or and then got finalized? Or? Um, the only thing was is that we were to continue with that. Okay. Because that was the first time we went to court. Yeah. The second time we went to court, she was returned to me immediately and we were supposed to continue on our regular... I don't understand. I, I don't know how long... So when have, you not seen, when have you seen your daughter? August 28th. Okay. Oh, 2019. Yeah, my son went for, my son's 12, my son went to visit his father mm -hmm. for summer vacation in Alberta. He'd go for a wedding and he never came back. So where are they now? My son is in Alberta and my daughter's in PEI. Who is he with in Alberta? His father. And his father's on return? CPS. No, so what happened was, um, in... So is it two different fathers? Yeah, yeah. Jason Matheson is Josie's father. He's my fight. Um, so, uh, when, once the restraining order was up August last year, not this last one, he started creeping around the house. He was in my trees. He was... That's your, that's your father's daughter? Yeah. The father of the daughter? Yeah. I call him Gargamel. <laughs> that's my... That's my reference. <laughs> That's all I can reference in, with temperance. Okay, so his restraining was lifted in August 2019. Uh, 18. 18, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <coughs> and that's when he was calling and showing up here and showing up there. and um, CPS had closed my file like... I, can't, I wish I had all my paperwork. I can't believe I don't have it. Um... They had closed. The only time that CPS showed me my door was um, I'd taken my kids to the movies, but I let them go in and I sat in my vehicle just in the parking lot using the Wi-Fi. And the movie, I was like 10 minutes late just getting back in. Okay. So the police were called, but the police were like, you were here the whole time? I'm like, yeah, I still have enough money to go in the movie with them. And I want to make... And so that was, so they had to make a report to see if that was the only... The only thing that had happened, so in May, it would have been May 29th, my son was at a sleepover, mm -hmm. my daughter was with her father, I had gone to Sobeys, mm -hmm. I was like 2 in the morning, I was cleaning, and I needed some cleaning products, and when I pulled up, right when I pulled up, there a whole bunch of motorcycles pulled up with the Sobeys, and they all kind of like congregated at the door, and I looked like crap, and I was just like, I'll just wait a bit. And I fell asleep, sitting in my vehicle. Um, I heard like a tap at the window, and it was a police officer with a light, and asking me if I'd been drinking. I was like, no, I just, I, first time I'd ever done that, I fell asleep, and uh, he's like, oh, I want to get you up to do a sobriety, and I'd ask him, can I change my shoes? I was wearing baby dolls, I said, can I put on boots? And he was like, no, no, and I said, my ankles are swollen, I was sitting, please, can I do it? He says, no, and I was like, so nervous. I've never had to do anything. Anyways, he made me walk it, and you know I'm a curvier girl <laughs> walking in baby dolls. He uh, he said no. We're taking you downtown, and took me downtown. They told my vehicle, gave me a breathalyzer, zero. They just kind of you know they didn't take a urine screen or anything, but they were uh, saying I was asking if I was on drugs. I'm like no, I'm I'm tired after three years. I that was a silly mistake. But what happened was. I didn't get let out of there until after 8 in the morning. I said to him, I need to get to Stratford to get my son to get him to school because mm -hmm. he was on a sleepover, right? 
I was delayed, so my son ended up getting was late getting back to school. Then a CPS got called in that day. Yeah. I was deemed that I was not allowed around and my children unsupervised by CPS. And thank God, my friend had just moved home from Alberta. My yeah. friend, she had a newborn baby and four four kids. Yeah. Okay. They said, well, you need to find somewhere, someone to supervise your keep your kids, or they're going uh, in the system or with Jason. And Jason, mind you, was my son's stepfather for eight years, and after we broke up, just dropped him. Um, so they made supervised acts. So my friend, mm-hmm. with her kids, had to cart my kids around. I wasn't allowed my kids anymore. And he told me that I had to go to um, uh, the addiction center to get an assessment. An assessment. Mm-hmm. Right? I never did get it. I never did get my phone call. Um, but essentially what happened was, uh, I ha- and I have it on audio, it's the craziest thing. Um, yeah, so this was in, in, that was in May, so it would have been July 13th. And I mean, they didn't give my friend any money. She's a mom, and she, they just said either you're gonna lose your kids or they go with her, and they didn't give her money or, or anything. And uh, the girl who's handling my files, she's just, she's just strictly incompetent, one hundred percent. Um, and uh, so, oh my god, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. So, so Jason and Tammy had broke up. Jason and the babysitter had mm-hmm. broken up, right? Mm-hmm. He was with another woman, and then he was here and there. But she calls me, the woman who turned my life upside down, like infiltrated. Mm-hmm. But she called me and says, Jason won't talk to me. I want to know if Josie can come camping. She goes every year. <laughs> but Josie goes every year to Cavendish camping. And yeah. for my daughter, and I was like, yeah, because my, as much as I do not like Tammy McDonald. My daughter deserves happiness. Mm-hmm. She really does. And, and I was like, yeah, no, she can go and stuff. And, like, I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't allowed to drive with my kids. I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to pick them up from daycare. Like, nothing. Just yeah. so, so, so recently in August, the court order or the interim hearing that you guys were expecting, you brought Josie over? Is that how it happened? No, okay. No. Um, what happened was... I was at Valley Village, and I was just about to go in, and all of a sudden I see these two, two cop cars okay. and two RCMP cars right behind my vehicle, like, up to my window. And you had Josie with you? No, my daughter had gone camping Okay. with Tammy. Okay. Nancy, my friend who picked her up from the daycare, okay. met Tammy. Josie went out to Cavendish with Tammy. Okay. Okay. Uh, police swore my vehicle. Telling me where's your daughter? We hear you stole your daughter. This I'm like, pardon me. I'm like my daughter's camping. She's been camping since yesterday. Oh, we got a phone call reporting your daughter missing. It was Sarah McLeod from CPS who called them and said my daughter was missing, even though she'd spoken to Nancy and Nancy told her where she was. I have the whole thing on. I have this two-hour meeting with three CPS workers bullying me. Lying. I didn't even see my daughter. And then that, 
They told me that they were taking her out of Nancy's care and putting her with Jason, all because of something that didn't even happen. Like, I did not breach once. I didn't get my phone call from my assessment through the ringer. Um, and once that happened, they said that she couldn't go back with Nancy, and I was like, who's running this show? Where is... How come you didn't know Tammy when she's in the file, like, up and down? And, uh, um, I found out on the week before August 28th, uh, Jason messaged me and says, ha I got you, bitch, she's mine. Uh, Sarah had called my son's father and said that he's not to return. And I, like, completely collapsed. I just couldn't fight and I put my shit in storage and I left the ER. I've called Sarah. Yeah. Called and called and I've recorded every single voicemail, every single text message. She just called me today. This is since August. He's messaging me telling me, you, you come back at where I'm, I'm in charge. I supervise her. I've got everything recorded. It's and now I'm just, it's almost Christmas and my children are separated. I've got nothing. And I just don't know what to do. I want nothing to do with Pia. They, this is what I do know. I, I went through the code of ethics and the, and the guidelines for CPS and stuff. And the amount of recourses that should have been taken. Like the things that should have been done before... Basically, Jason has—he's a marionette. He puts little hexes on. No yeah. joke. Yeah. But there was—I I read all everything, and there was nothing followed suit. Yeah. How is this good for the children? No, and that's what the court looks like. They look at what's the best interest of the child, the both children. And typically, normally, in the normal circumstances, jurisdiction, you had got to wait a year before you can apply here. However, for what? For if you want to try to get custody or, or an order in place here in New Brunswick, you gotta wait a, week, a year usually. But in I, I wanna go. I gotta go back to Alberta. I gotta win my daughter. I know. However, if there's serious harm involved, if you think your child is is being in a difficult situation or a difficult place, then you can apply. Now, is she in? P she's in PEI now. You your order is in PEI, right? Um, and the father's in PEI. I just spoke to her yesterday, the day before yesterday, for the first time in a month. He, first time. He blocks my numbers and he says, yes. So he's not respecting the order that's in place. No. And CPS doesn't, it, I had her on the phone today saying, she says, uh, she says, we sent you a letter, so if you want to work with us, we'll have to re, there's some kind of pro protocol, like I'll have to register something to work with them. She goes, and I said, when did you send this letter? Because you know I haven't been to PI. She goes, well, when Jason decided that he was keeping her. And I said, I'm sorry, can you repeat those words? When Jason decided, the convicted man, mm -hmm. I said, thank you. Like, I've called her and messaged her. I'm like, he won't let me talk to her. My daughter, for the first year, every time she heard sirens, would start to cry and get scared. She's been through so much, and he's in charge. Now, are you relocated here? I'm Are you... 
I'm going to, I want to get back to Alberta where I'm from, but I know that if I leave, it's abandonment or something. If I, if I were to, like, leave my daughter, then it's deemed abandonment. Yeah. Oh, that's something in Alberta my friend was saying. She says, you can't leave the, the Maritimes until... Oh, okay. I don't know the laws in Alberta. No, neither do I. And I, right now I'm just in limbo. I don't trust anybody. I'm like... Have you tried legal aid here? See no, because I'm kind of nervous. I'm scared. So they're, they're good here. Legal, New Brunswick, Emily Savoy is one of the best lawyers that I know in legal aid. And yeah. And so is others. Melody Cassidy is good as well. I know you're probably short of money. <laughs> and so obviously us a retainer is five thousand. But the little lady in her music is very, very good. I'm just so scared to like because I was really let down. No, I know and I understand it. But I know the lawyers here in the music are not like that. The ones that are working with legal aid, they're not like that. They're can very, very good. So can I ask like so do they do they communicate with PEI, legal aid and stuff. Or no? I don't know how. I assume they're gonna know. They're. I assume they're gonna ask for your file. Yeah. Which will probably have to be transferred over. You know how long it took me to get my original file, and it was full. But I've got it all. It's just not here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should see the stuff I have. No, and I totally understand you. And it seems like a battle you've been fighting for oh, three years. Alone. It's it's with grief and with, and now I'm just like. So close to Christmas, and I don't know what to do. Try, I'll try to find a number for legal aid for New Brunswick. See what they say. If you can meet with them, agree. Yeah. Before Christmas, because I think, I think. Oh, thanks, Nancy. I think basically because you've only been here for a few months, you could try to apply for the courts to try to get custody of your kids. It might be. It's gonna not like. It won't be as quick as... It's not even... Cause I just need somebody to start working on my side. Yeah. It start implementing... There's there's a reason why the, the courts put it in order. There's a reason why they put a two-year restraining yeah. order. No. And yeah. somehow he's just skirted around and... It's yeah. just difficult to be because it's in PI, right? Yeah. If you would be here, it would be like, hey, apply for contempt for an order for the yeah. and let's go. <laughs> and I'm just so scared to even do anything in PI because... I mean, it's so small. There's under 40,000 people in the whole province. And so people be like, yeah, that's just how small towns are. No, it's, it's different. So with the other that you have, I assume PR has the same. Hey, did you apply for a contemporary order? Like saying he hasn't respected that? No, no well, I did that back when I was in the women's shelter. And nobody, well, my, I didn't know about a contempt. My lawyer didn't tell me about certain things. She didn't remind me that I had the interim parenting agreement. So when I did find it and begged the police... Is it, a, is, is it an order? I, I'm sorry, I'm just trying yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Just so, because New Brunswick is a little bit different. For an interim parenting agreement, is it the same as a consent order? Like, or an order? Like, it, you went in front of a court? In a front judge, of a judge. And then the judge set an order in place? Yeah, and it was signed by five people. It was signed by, well, Jason, his lawyer, me, my lawyer, and two... Really? The judge and two affidavits in the Okay, yeah. So it sounds... Clause 17 meant, said that if uh, any of us varied, that it's enforceable by law, and the law wouldn't help me. And in the middle, it's like my daughter. It's like my children's childhood. And I just... Uh, can you tell me what tort law is? What tort it? law is like... It's, it's basically if someone... 
it does something bad to you, like let's say like uh, you like verbally abuse or whatever the case may be, then that's tort law. Okay. Your situation would be more in family law. My friend was saying. But that. tort law is like. If, if you you want to go after CP, CPS or something oh. like that, then, but that's not yeah. <laughs> my expertise. Yeah. So, I so that would be more, I would retain a lawyer. Yeah. You have to go see if, if you're, if you're willing to do because CPS made you in the wrong or something like oh, that, then it's something that I would, toward law might be your best bet. I, I, I don't know how the result as yeah. good is going to be for you. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's just they've what they've done and they just they separated my children on other sides of the country. And, no one and was, there was order in place and they yeah. were spending them, yeah. And now, like I said, I couldn't even talk to my daughter. What happened, what is actually funny, is what happened is the other night, a phone call came in, it was his phone, but I'd missed it and I called back, no answer. And it called back, but it, he must have pocket dialed me. And the phone was in the kitchen, and it's a video, and that's the first time I heard my daughter's voice in a month. But then all of a sudden, him and his girlfriend, Tammy, the babysitter, he's back together with, had a huge fight. I got it all recorded. He got over, he's like, I'm out of here. Come on, Josie, we're fucking gone. And he was, so he's got my daughter, and he's, so, I mean, I got, so everyone was talking about security and stuff like that. Fortunate situation. It's so hard, and I... You know, after my boyfriend passed away, I really, uh, you know, I shut down and, um, but I'm back. I'm not, now I've, like, got myself grounded and I'm coming back up and there's, I'm standing up for myself. Yeah. This is, and this shouldn't happen to anybody. Well, especially How you would go into jail and they were holding, like. Yeah, and I don't know your whole situation. Like, I haven't read yeah. a file for me to see, so yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you were from the back. Yeah. Like, I would either try with... I know that you're probably short of money, and you're probably... I mean... But I would try with legal aid when you're like... Like I said, I'm just so scared. And, yeah, but they're great. Yeah, okay. Trust me. Okay, I believe, I, I believe you. <laughs> they're great. I, believe. Um, I would try with them. And now, I know the Family Legal Information Center has a center and that you have... You can. It's a free of charge with two lawyers on on the job. I don't know if they're gonna be do much good for you. Is it like a law law lawyer referral? They're like a no. They're just a family that will help you with documents and stuff. So if you have to go that route, yeah, they'll be able to help you out. We can definitely help you out as yeah. well. But obviously, we're asking for a retainer. Yeah. If if you want us to do work, but they're great as well. What what my friend called in for me on Friday. She was saying about getting a certificate from legal aid what does that mean so that so that's basically New Brunswick legal aid uh, so basically they they will if if you qualify to be retained by them yeah um, and there's different criteria if you like if you make more money then you can't yeah. but if you're, you don't make any money yeah. and, and you you need help they'll they'll most likely take okay. your case if if they feel they're comfortable or yeah. if they feel they they can and and then that's what yeah, that's the hardest part is like like, I know that Jack Howler, he's a knower, he does certificates for legal aid. Yeah. I don't do them. Yeah, I don't but even I know what that is. So, so basically, they're hired through legal aid to help with cases. And you don't have to pay them. The New Brunswick is the legal aid pays them. But I'm not from here. So that's what that so I don't, yeah, I don't know how, how that works for certificates with New yeah. Brunswick if you're not from here. I would try giving them a call and see. Where is legal aid? Uh, legal aid is on um, Assumption, close by, I think. Oh, is it the courthouse? 
Not at the courthouse, but they're close. Okay, I'll Google it. But I, yeah, I would Google and see. Okay. Um, in a situation like this, like, when he says, I said, let me talk to Josie, and he says, you gotta call CPS, and CPS will, she returned my call today, but other than that, hasn't, none of my text messages, who can enforce me, talk, my daughter talking to me? The court. <laughs> P.I. Because <laughs> obviously CPS is not doing their jobs, and that's what I. That's what I think. That's that's, that's the thing. PI, right? It's different than us. I can tell you. Am I that. able to retain a lawyer back in Alberta? In Alberta, maybe. <laughs> if they're comfortable and they're confident enough to. I have to, I have a couple of friends yeah. from high school, who are lawyers who know a bit of what's going on, and I just. They may or may not. It depends. Like again, like because. It's like me, like we're in New Brunswick, right? So PA is a little bit different. But can people retain lawyers in different provinces? If they're comfortable to do it, yeah. Because there's different laws, right? Yeah. So if they're comfortable to do it, yeah. But if they're not, then... <laughs> but I would try New Brunswick really okay. honestly. Okay. And see if you can get in and see them. Have you heard of people fighting the system and winning? Um, it depends on the situation. I mean, obviously I've heard custodies and access and battles, but I never, I've never had a situation where you would go CPS because they, they did you wrong. I've never, but I haven't only been, I've only been yeah. practicing since January anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> and for me, they didn't do me wrong. They did my children wrong. Yeah. I'm just, you know, this has nothing to do with me. I'm just the one protecting, trying to protect me. Trying to yeah, you have an order. I have, see again. I don't see your. What is an interim parent? What's the difference between an interim parenting agreement? They basically for us like we have interim custody orders or interim access orders. Yeah. And custody orders. So basically, it's a judge that puts an order in place. You have to follow it. Yeah. You have to respect it, and it's until the final order is in place. Right. Until you so this go is back still ours is still open. So, yeah. So, and they have to respect that. So if they don't respect it, you can apply for the court to have a contempt for order. Yeah. And basically it says, hey, the judge, like, I haven't, they haven't respected the order and yeah. I haven't gotten my child back. Okay. Basically that's how it works. And you can put an abridgment of time. So basically an abridgment of time, you ask if she's in danger or she's serious harm. I haven't seen my child since August. Like this order has been saying yeah. that I need to see my child. Yeah. And basically the judge will call you in for court and on a date that's quicker. A VAO? Or no? No, it's just like, it's a date that's quicker than, because usually, normally, when you apply for the court, it's a long period of time, yeah. but when you apply for abridgment of time, it's quicker time, yeah. and it just says, oh, there's an emergency. There's an yeah. emergency, she hasn't here, seen her child in eons. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's tough because it's almost Christmas there, and PI pretty much shuts down from like the 21st. Yeah. To, uh, and tell, oh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, oh shoot. So those are things, situation. Those are options for you. Now, I obviously like. And with CPS, I never signed this guy. Yes, one. I never signed. Yeah. <laughs> I never signed a thing. How did she, how does she override a judge? I don't know, and that's what I don't know because yeah. I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> but those are things that I would look into, and I would look into legal aid and I, I think, think you can have a fun, there's a phone number on Google and you can call them and see if you can get I it. think it better to go talk I, I hate phone because I ramble so I'd rather look someone in the yeah. eye but you the know. girl that picks up the phone usually she's very very nice yeah I guess she'd have to be hey, she probably deals with a lot no they're very great and, yeah and, yeah we deal with them from time to time on files and yeah. they're great okay um, right. and what was the gentleman's name Jack Jack Haller Haller yeah 
Okay. I would look at to see if he takes, if he still does. I know he did certificates for a while. I don't know if he still does, but I would call his office and see. Alright. <laughs> Alright, no, I appreciate you even listening to me and No I I want your situation. Yes. Yeah, well you know what? It's it's gonna it's gonna come out. It's good because it nobody else it has to be changed. People can't go through this. No. And I just happen to be one that I, I'm just not going out like that. No. So I would try to go to places, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> I really appreciate your help. No problem. Okay. Thank They're you. great, don't Thanks. worry. Thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> I'm glad I could be of ear for you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Oh, and are you paid for consultation today? Or? Oh, yes. Yes, is there a way to go get a certificate to get it covered or no? It, no, not me, know. no. Okay. No, not, not me. I'm not covered for three certificates. Of okay, what, I don't know what she was talking about. Some lawyers do 